Welcome to MoCo's Most Famous Podcast. My name is Joey Ashroff. I'm the Director of Content at Montgomery Community Media. And today we have a very special guest, a very happy special guest, John Kelly, head coach of Quince Orchard Football. John, you just won your second straight state title. You look like a man who just won a second straight title. How does it feel? No, it just feels good. Um, you know, kind of, you know, a lot goes into it, uh, an awful lot. Um, I've been telling people a lot lately that it really it turns from June to December really, really fast, you know, uh, around here. So, you know, it's like those months just kind of go by super fast, right? Because you're just constantly busy, um, you know, trying to get things in place and get your team ready to play, right? So, obviously, you can end it on a high note of the state championship. It's always, you know, it's a great thing. Yeah, coaches don't like to relax a whole lot. That's the, the successful ones, and that's what makes you guys successful. So have you been able to just kind of let go and, and celebrate and relax and just said, wow, we, we did it again? Yeah, now this weekend was definitely good. You know, got some time, spent, spent a lot of time with my family this weekend, uh, you know, kind of relaxing. But I think it'll be – actually, the month of December, honestly, is is good, right? Because it's, it's the season kind of ended. So like you're saying, kind of that downtime, a lot of that happens, happens now, you know, um, where kind of – you know, I get the kids off. The kids will get three or four weeks off. We won't get back with them until after we get back from, you know, from New Year's. And so it's just – it's a time to just kind of decompress a little bit. And kind of like you said, because a lot of time during the season, you're holding on so tight, you know. Um, you really are. You know, at least I know I do. Um, yeah. Where it's just – you know, so it's – you got to kind of, you know, step back and, like you said, decompress. Mm -hmm. Um. So every every uh, player is different. Every game is different. Every season is different. So how would you describe this season as compared to some of the others? And you've won championships before, not not only last year, but how would you describe this team in this season? Uh, you know, I me, mean, obviously coming to the season, you know, there's some pretty high expectations, you know. So, you know, coming into the year, you know, obviously, you know, winning it last year and you know, again, it's, it, there was a lot of expectations, you know, from outside, you know, outside of our program, um, you know, for what, you know, what we we're going to do. So you know, the kids see that, right. And, 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 you know, the coaches see it. So, um, but I think, you know, for the most part, again, the kids, you know, they, they, every weekend and week out, you know, I kind of think our season two kind of started out here, maybe kind of dipped a little bit and then we kind of peaked back up again, mm -hmm. you know, right at the right time. Um, and I think that, but that's, to be honest, that's healthy and that's natural, right? Like, sure. Think, think about, you know, 15, 16, 17 year old kids, like being able, it's hard enough for adults to focus for 14 weeks, right? So you're talking about kids. <laughs> so it's almost good you have a little law, right? Because that allows you to kind of step back and, you know, re energize yourself. And then when it's ready to push again for, for those couple weeks, you can do that. Um, because we had some tough games early in the season. We played some good football teams, you know. So, um, and then we kind of, you know, stepped back a little bit. And then we, once the playoffs kind of started, we geared back up again. This might be a goofy question, but does it help to have kids to deal? Now, your kids are younger, but does it help to be a father and to have kids to kind of deal with older kids who are your players? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely does a little bit, you know. Um, I mean, I, I always, I've always thought that, um, you know, I'm a pretty good communicator to be able to kind of deal with, you know, because I mean, so many different personalities, right? And you got to be able to deal with all these different personalities. So, um, and you can't treat every personality the same. So 
it's important to be able to know how to deal with all those different personalities. And sure. it helps having, you know, little kids, because obviously little kids, man, like my kids, they they got some different personalities still. Now you touched on this a, a minute ago about expectations. Can you describe to people what it's like? That's maybe the hardest thing in sports and maybe in life to have high expectations. I'll give you just w only one example. There are a lot of them in sports. M Michaela Schifrin, the uh, downhill skier in the Olympics. Not only was she expected to win, I think, three goals, it was just assumed she was the darling, the face of the Olympics, of U.S. Olympic team, and she didn't win any, and she didn't finish races. So mm -hmm. while, while the expectation may be there, it's not automatic. So can you explain how you kind of deal with that? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, um, it's, it's, it's hard at times, uh, you know, it is, um, I mean, especially in your personality, right? So I think, it, I think a lot of it depends on your personality. So, you know, for me, I, I'm a people pleaser, right? I am. So if there's high expectations, I want to try to meet those expectations. And then for me, for myself, you know, just being super, super competitive. So then that, you know, the, so they can weigh on you more, I think, a person like me because of that. Whereas if you're someone who, you know, like you're maybe more a little bit step back, or maybe the expectations won't kind of get to you as much um, because of your personality, you know, but it's really all how, again, to how, you know, how you perceive and kind of how you manage sure. it, you know. Um, obviously, it's a lot, you know, but at sometimes it's, it makes you even, you know, strive for more really, you know, cause you want to, you want to achieve those things. Right. Um, and you're not always forced. It doesn't always happen that way. I mean, we've had expectations before and it didn't happen. Um, but you want to strive as much as you can to meet those expectations. But that being said, kind of like I told you earlier, sometimes you hold on so tight. Yeah. Like you're holding on so tight to make sure you do those things, you know, like, making sure everything is done the right way. Like, it's just, it's never ending, especially for football. Football is the one sport where, man, you can bounce your head off a wall a thousand times for something that's pretty simple, you know, to try to figure it out. So. So in terms of the expectations, so you don't make it easy on yourself or your team when, when you blow out teams and you make it look easy, obviously it's not easy, but it, from the outside, for people who don't know, it looks like, oh, they're just beating everybody. It's it's a cakewalk. So how, how do you deal? How do you explain to people that it may look like it, but it's not? Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's correct. That's definitely correct. Um, that's when you kind of get yourself into a false sense of security, right? I mean, if you're doing that and you're not looking at yourself and, and still critiquing what you're doing wrong, because I don't care if you win a game 70 to nothing or you know, you win a game three, nothing. There's right. always, there's always things to critique and there's things you can do to get better. And we talk about the other team a lot, get better. Did you get, get better today? Right. On the practice field. Like if you're not, you can't just be out there just to practice, you know? Um, so even when you are beating teams, I mean, handedly, you still have to get better. Right. Cause yeah. the teams you're playing coming up, they're going to be a lot better. You're not getting yourself into a position where you're a better player. We're a better team. You know, we won't be successful when you start playing the teams that we got to play. You said you're a people pleaser. Does that make does that mean you're a player's coach? Would you call yourself or not? Uh, yeah, you could you could say that. I mean, I've, I've heard many people say that before. 
So uh, I think you could definitely could say that. What um, what kind of things do you consider? I mean, you talked about some just details and things like and getting better. Uh, give us one other thing that you really consider important as a coach, part of your philosophy that makes you so successful. Uh, you know, I think one of the most important things is communication um, between you and the players. Mm -hmm. And I'm also a pretty honest guy. Like, honesty, I think, is important. But sometimes that honesty is not what people want to hear. Mm -hmm. You know, so it goes both ways, right? Um, where, you know, I'm going to be brutally honest with the kids. And, again, that might be something they don't want to hear. But sometimes, a, a lot of times, it is something they do want to hear. So it kind of goes both ways, you know, and not giving anybody a false sense of security. Um, and kind of letting them, know, letting them know how it is, right? I mean, we don't got to sugarcoat it. We don't got to just this. This is what it is, right? Whether you don't like it or not, if you don't like it, that's fine. Let's find a way to fix it, right? Um, but I think communication goes a long way in that. And you'll solve a lot of problems with communicating, you know? Um, and everybody knows where they stand. So the word fan is short for fanatic. You've got a lot of fans. And um, how do you explain to them that these are kids, which you've talked about, you know, in, in college, they're still kids, but they're older kids. Um, but in high school, they're really kids. And um, so if they happen to lose a game or, or make a, a bad mistake or something, uh, is it important for you to, to convey to people that these are just kids? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you kind of touched on something too. Um, you know, Kyle, I, now I've been fortunate to coach, you know, coach college football. Yeah. Um, so I kind of know what that's like. Uh, where, you know, college football. I mean, you know, coaches are feeding their families off the decisions that the kids are making. Right. Right. For us, high school coaches, we're not. I'm not feeding my family off of these kids. So that's where it's a little bit different. Is whereas you know I can be a little more lenient. Right. Because my job, I feel like, is for them to learn from their mistakes. Right. Learn from, you know, whether it's on the field stuff or whatever. Um, I think it's important that the kids see how to fix a mistake because they're young. They don't know any difference. I think about things I did when I was 16. Oh, my gosh. Right. I mean, you know, so it's important that us as adults kind of show them that because when you move on from here to college, they don't they don't care. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. they'll they'll move on to the next guy in a second. Um, so again, kind of like you're saying, it's very important that people yeah. do understand these are kids. Kids make mistakes all the time. Um, so you've been part of uh, Montgomery County high school football for over 25 years. You were part of the two, a, a big part of two of the great uh, Seneca Valley teams, two of the greatest, uh, one of the greatest programs in the history of Montgomery County. You've been doing this for 25 years. What What is, obviously Friday Night Lights has been a big part of your life. Can you kind of describe on just how big a part that has played in your life? Yeah, not a huge part. Um, you know, obviously just, uh, you know, I, I, there hasn't been too many falls, um, especially when it gets to August, that I'm not, you know, doing football. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a huge, huge, huge part of my life. Um, but at the same time, I've heard people say that you don't want, you know, there's, I'm also a dad. I'm also a teacher. Um, so there's other things that kind of go into that. But sure. if I didn't say football wasn't a major part of my life, a huge part of my life, um, I'd be lying. So um, kind of like you said, I don't think I've missed a fall <laughs> since I was probably eight years old. 
Wow. You know, as far as being involved in football, um, whether it's playing or coaching um, in, in some capacity. What about uh, playing at the Cougar Dome? It's not really a dome, but it's called the Cougar Dome. It feels like a dome. Uh, it's very loud, very red. Uh, you've got some great fans, including uh, Gaithersburg Mayor Judd Ashman, who's always there tweeting and, and uh, recording the games. Um, uh, how about how about the experience of playing at the Cougar Dome and what you've helped create? Yeah, no, like you say, it's just it's unbelievable, right? I mean, that's that that kind of goes along to the expectations, you know, like all these people are coming out to watch you and to watch the team, and you know, so you want to make sure that the team is prepared, everybody's ready to go, right? That's you know, I'm not doing my job or doing a disservice um, mm -hmm. to you know to not you know put on have you know have have things ready to go, right? Just to put it simply, yeah. you know. Um, but no, it's it's awesome. It's unbelievable. It's one of the best places in the state to watch the game. You know, I, it's funny. I was actually in a grocery store the other day. Um, and I live right behind the school, um, and I'm like walking. I hear these two two gentlemen, you know, older not not too much, you know, older gentlemen talking. But they were talking about our game, the state championship game, you know, um, and how they you know, they're there at the game. And I guarantee they didn't have any kids that go to our school, right, um, or kids that are on the team. But just like kind of like that sense of community, right? That yeah. you know, a lot of people uh, here in Gaithersburg area, they're a lot of them are at our games. They've been doing it for years, you know, years and years and much longer than I've been here. Um, and that's that's special. You don't find that very often, you know, and. I want to try to hold on to that as long as we can. Yeah, that's very cool. You got to be kind of a fly on the wall uh, yeah. to hear those guys. So clearly it's bigger than football. It's bigger than sports. It's it's community and beyond. It's kind of the place to go. You know, if you're in Gaithersburg, uh, you you go, if, if you guys are at home, you go to the, uh, you go to the Cougar Dome. So that, that's yep. a, a really cool yep. thing to, to be a part of. Um, all right. A couple of your former players I wanted to ask you about. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sure that you uh, keep close track. Um, let's start with, uh, Johnny Hodges, who wasn't wanted by a lot of colleges. If, if any, he ended up at Navy, played in the cross, then he moved to play football, then he transferred to TCU and now he's in the final four. Tell us about Johnny Hodges and, and kind of, uh, what, what yeah. you think of what, what he's done with his career. Yeah, no, I'm super happy for him. Um, you know, when he was here, you know, he's one of the, you know, one of the all time greats. Um, you know, here at, at, at QO, obviously, uh, he was always, always super competitive, um, great athlete, you know, um, also I'm not surprised his success. He has really, really strong, just drive and like determination, you know, um, and it was obviously him, you know, he was coming out, you know, I was definitely surprised he didn't get, you know, some, just some more things. Right. And it ain't like, and it's not like we're striving for a lack of people coming through our doors to recruit kids, you know, so. Definitely surprised about that, but uh, I knew he would be successful, um, you know, kind of whatever he did. And when he told me he wanted to kind of switch over and play football at Navy, I was like, you know, down inside. I was like, yeah, yeah, pretty happy about that. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, he's just he's, – he's killing it. You know, he's just a great kid um, and, and just super, super happy for him, man. He's not just playing at TCU. He was player of the week, and then he got newcomer of the year in the Big leading 12. The team, I mean, leading, leading, leading the team in tackles, right? I mean, in the Big 12. Chop Robinson played at, uh, yep. went to Maryland, then he transferred to Penn State, and Marquez Cooper. Um, yep. Just, again, another two. Uh, what about those guys? Yeah, so obviously Damian, just super, you know, super happy for Chop and, and what he's done um, 
I think he's, I mean, I think he finished up the year as one of the top edge guys, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the country. And again, his, his first step man is just so unbelievably fast. Um, and, and again, with him too, just a great kid, just a great kid, just like Johnny. Right. I mean, you're talking about great high character guys, um, that, you know, are just, and they're, I think they're both really just getting started. You know I mean? Both of them had great years, but they have more to come. And then you talk about Marquez, what he's done is unbelievable, right? That's a guy that you can't tell no to, man. He, he's got the biggest, he's got some of the best uh, drive, you know, that I've ever seen. Um, and that's what, that's what, that's what's going to carry him is because he'll work harder than anybody, right? If you tell him, no, he's going to work harder than you. He's going to outwork you. And he'll find his way ahead of you on the depth chart, you know. Uh, and you couple that with his talent that he has, you know. Um, it's just that's why he's having all the success he's having. A classic uh, little guy with a huge heart, right? Correct. Um, all right. So with success comes criticism, jealousy. You've heard rumors about why Quince Orchard is so good. How do you deal with that when you overhear, hear? How do you deal with that? Just curious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of is what it is. Right. I mean, um, I've had a bunch of people tell me, Hey man, if you want a lot of friends go and 10, you know? Um, so, you know, I, I, I will say though, it, a part of it, you know, um, you know, it, I heard however you want to use the word, but it's just, but that's how people want to think that's fine. You know, I, I think at the end of the day, I mean, I know how hard I work and how hard my staff works and uh, how hard our players work to get to the, you know, to the position we're in. Um, and I think when you have success, it's just, there's always going to be people that, you know, kind of want to chime in and, you know, and try to bring you down a little bit, you know? So I try not to, to get too wrapped up in it because I know at the end of the day, I mean, and plus people that want to, they don't even know me, you know, they've never met me in my life. They don't know who I am. They don't know our players. They don't know our coaches, um, and what, you know, how, you know, how we, you know, work with them and, and all the love we get. They just, they don't know. So, you know. Well, thanks for answering that question. Um, okay. So I think it was a day or two before the championship game. Uh, you, the team uh, visited the uh, elementary school that was right near the explode, right next to the explosion that happened, the explosion of the fire a few weeks ago. Yep. Uh, what went into that? And uh, you know, you're, you're getting ready for a big game, but doing that meant a lot to a lot of people. hundred percent. Yeah, no doubt. That's the thing we want to try to, you know, do as much as we can to support um, and kind of give back. And I think us going over there, you know, we went over there and those, those, the kids over there, the, the staff, uh, it was unbelievable just to see the smiles on their face uh, and like kind of like the joy that they had just, you know, as our guys were kind of walking the hallways, um, you know, put just put smiles in everyone's face. And if we can, if I could play a small part in, in, in doing that, then um, no matter what the day is, you know, um, We'll be happy, happy to do it anytime, you know. So I was very excited we had a chance to do that. If I may say, when I saw that, I thought that that is really cool. Very, very yeah. cool thing. Yeah, it was good. Um, all right, uh, wrapping up here. So the trophy, uh, you've held it before. You held it Saturday. Uh, where does that trophy go? Is that in your house? Is that at the school? Is there more than one trophy? Yeah, there actually is more than one, but we'll definitely have one here. Um, you know, the one, the original one stays here at school. Um, and we kind of get that. I keep it here in my office a little bit. Actually, it's not here in my office right now. Uh, but I think my principal might have it. Um, <laughs> you better yeah, find out see, who's got it, coach. Yeah. Now we'll find out. We'll find out where it is. We'll get some, we have some other replicas. I keep a couple of my house as well. So, um, yeah, it's good. It's good. So when, when you look at that, 
just what what do you do when you when you look at that trophy and the other trophies? Uh yeah, no, I just again it's just a combination of all the hard work and effort that goes into it, you know. Um but then at the same time, it's like, you know, we'll take some time off here and then we'll get you know start get back after it again, you know, in a couple of weeks and try to put ourselves in position to get another one. Spoken like a true coach, you know, you enjoy for a minute or two and then it's on to the next thing, the next game, the next season. Yep, yep. That's 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 kind of the way it is. Well, on behalf of everybody at Montgomery Community Media, I want to congratulate you and the team and the school. Tremendous accomplishment. Back-to-back, 28-0. That's uh, uh, phenomenal. So congratulations. Nah, Joe, I appreciate you having me on, and thank you for, um, you know, for again, for, for having me here and your support. And, uh, you know, really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. That's uh, Coach John Kelly of the 4A state champion Quince Orchard Cougars. And that'll do it for this episode of MoCo's Most Famous. Uh, Have a great day, everybody, and we'll see you next time.